The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the wind of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. High, oh, high. And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Here's the payoff pitch. Welcome into Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast. It is Friday, April 28th, 2023. We are presented by BetMGM, folks. Brendan Glasheen, your host today. We're joined by our, one of our Friday, normal normal Friday guests, and Charlie DeSterco, one of our producers as well with our video team at Action Network. And rejoining the party, Action Network senior editor Colin Whitchurch. You find him often on actionnetwork.com in the app. Colin, I, I must ask, I, I don't like doing the how are you, good, how are you thing, but I will, I will give you that platform. Great to talk to you again on the podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm great. I I'm happy to be back. I'm like uh, Nelson Cruz over here. You know, you you need a an old pinch hitter to come off the bench. Uh, maybe hit a home run or two. That that that's my goal here today. Yeah, you deserve that credit, not like Dallas Braden, for instance. Where <laughs> this isn't a triple A call up. This is no. like a legit middle of the order bat that is just waiting <laughs> for the right time to shine. We'll and just see if I still have it. I might be a little rusty. Okay. Let's go. All right. Very good. So we've got 14 games uh, on this slate today. As a reminder, we're with you three days a week, Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. Please rate, review, and subscribe the podcast. Let's dive in. We'll start with best bets. Charlie DeSterco, why don't you go first? <laughs> All right, my best bet, heading out to the Dodgers-Cardinals. I'm taking the over, minus 115. I'd take that all the way up to nine at plus money. There's going to be a time where Jack Flaherty finally falls down to earth and is just absolutely battered. He has a double-digit barrel rate and a walk rate that nears 20%. He's putting on a ton of base runners, but he's getting out of jams with double plays or just timely defensive uh issues or play or plays with their with the St. Louis defense. We all know how good they are, but that's not going to happen all season long. His X ERA and X fit is up in the five, two range, nearly two runs higher than his actual ERA, just to show you how much he's overperforming right now. His expected slugging's a concern. And you know, he's got a 242 Babbitt. So that number should be up toward the 272 80 mark when it looks at when you look at Joe Flaherty. 
the Dodgers offense is capable of getting to say or getting to Flaherty here. And then on the other side, Dustin May, this is one of the more shocking kind of starts of the season for him, at least for me. He's not striking out batters. He's got a sub 17% strikeout rate. So he's forcing the ball in play. Well, with that, without getting chases and without getting those whiffs, he has a 195 Babbitt. So batting average on balls in play, sub 200. That number is going to move up. He has walk issues at times. He's not striking out batters. Expected indicators rank anywhere from the 3.8 to 4.8 range. So there's a lot of negative regression on the horizon for both these pitchers here. It's a mind-numbingly bad number, that 195 BABIP. So I'm thinking the Cardinals get going. I'm thinking the Dodgers get going. The Dodgers bullpen has some clear issues. I think this is a relatively high-scoring game. You could see 4-4 entering the 7th, 8th, and at that point, the overcashes. All right, game that starts at on Apple TV just after 10 Eastern. Are you a believer? I can't remember with this crew of people we have that talk baseball. Are you one of the believers in the baseball is possibly being juiced on Apple TV? Um. I think the baseballs are kind of juiced all across the board oh, this season. So okay. I, the, the amount of overs that we're seeing, and it seems like every time I'm on an over, it goes under, and every time I'm on an under, it goes over. But yeah. I think that there's, I think it's totally feasible that they maybe send a little bit more of a juice ball out in, out in the Apple TV world. Okay, very good. The other game is Philadelphia-Houston. So if we get to that, we will discuss. Dodgers, one of the better over teams this year in baseball. 15 wins to just 10 losses to the over this year. Colin Whitchurch, your best bet for Friday. Yeah, my best bet. I'm on the Cubs tonight in Miami against the Marlins at minus 115. Kind of a rule of thumb for me this season is to bet the Cubs anytime they face a left-handed pitcher. Their offense has been fantastic. Their, their offense has been fantastic overall, but particularly against lefties. 124 weighted runs created plus against left-handed pitching. Jesus Luzardo is a scary pitcher to fade. I will admit he misses a ton of bats, but he also gives up a lot of contact. He has been babbipped a bit, to be fair. He's got a 361 babbip against, but he's allowing a lot of contact and he's allowing a lot of contact in the air. His ground ball rate is only around uh, 40% right now on the season. His last three starts, he gave up six hits or more. And his last two, he couldn't even get through the fifth inning. So even if he holds up against his Cubs offense, which I think he won't, then you get into the bullpens. The Marlins have a bottom 10 bullpen in all of baseball. The Cubs bullpen is in the top half. Not to mention, the Marlins also used five relievers and had to cover six innings yesterday against Atlanta with that rain-delayed game. None of the Cubs' key relievers threw significant pitch counts or at all on Thursday. So the Cubs have the bullpen advantage. They are great against left-handed pitchers. And they have Marcus Stroman on the mound, who has been great early on, uh, pretty much like he was at his peak. His 2.17 ERA will obviously come down. His FIP is in, his ex-FIP, his ex-ERA is in the, the mid-threes. But his ground ball rate's up to his 2018 peak. He's keeping the ball on the ground about 60% of the time. The Cubs' defense is improved behind him. The Marlins offense is is nothing to to be too afraid of here. So I really like the Cubs here against the left-handed pitcher. With the bullpen advantage with Stroman on the mound, minus 115, I would bet them at minus 120 or better. Any concern with the, the home runs Stroman allowed last start? Or is that just kind of a one-off? Dodgers are a good team. Yeah, I mean, it was also a Wrigley Field. Uh, we're, we're going to Lone Depot tonight where it's it's more <laughs> of a pitcher-friendly park. Sure. Um, obviously, he's... <clears throat> He's going to allow his share of homers, especially to a team like the Dodgers. But as long as he's keeping the ball on the ground around 60% of the time, you saw the last couple of years that that ground ball rate was in the the mid fifties, maybe even low fifties. 
And for a pitcher like Stroman, keeping the ball on the ground is so, so important. So to see it back up in the 60% range is very key to success for him. Okay, very good. And as Colin highlighted, the Marlins are yeah bottom half of the league in bullpen ERA. I'm just looking at bullpen ERA, 4-6-4 bullpen ERA for the Miami Marlins, who the Cubs face tonight in Miami. Let's move on to fade the public. The public likes you. That's the only reason that this might fly. How are we going to handle the public? And for those of you that don't have one already, we encourage you to uh, get yourself a pro account at Action Network. It gives you competitive edges. You can look at our uh, pro models that give edges on props. You could also find out where money and bets are coming in on certain sides, certain teams. And one team that jumps out to us, oh, no shocker, the Tampa Bay Rays. Once again, they are getting a boatload of cash against the Chicago White Sox, 87% of the bets, 95% of the dollars on this game coming in on the Rays. So they stumble, and stumble is really probably too strong. They're 21-5. and five. They lose two games to Houston. Then they score 14 runs at the Chicago White Sox. I, Charlie, I'm going to go to Colin first on this because uh, <laughs> it's perfect. We're going to talk about fading the public, and what do you know? The White Sox are being... Are they being disrespected or is the public <laughs> correct? See, I think I was set up here. You guys invite me back on to payoff pitch just to talk about how pathetic and terrible my Chicago White Sox are. To answer the question, long, long answer short, no, I'm not betting the White Sox tonight. I'm staying away from this game. To be fair, Lucas Giolito has been a lot better this season. His last three starts have been good. He gave up a couple of long balls to these Rays last time out in Tampa, but he had six shots out against Philadelphia. He had six innings with just one earned run and seven strikeouts against Minnesota. I do think Giolito is going to be the point, get to the point where you're going to want to start backing him, especially when he's an underdog. I also think the White Sox in general, if we're just talking about this in an unbiased way, which is really difficult for me to do, are going to be a team given their struggles that, you know, they can't play this poorly all season long. There's going to be a time when we're going to find value in the White Sox. Today is not that day. Zach Eflin is much improved this year, changed up his pitch mix. Anytime the Rays sign a veteran pitcher to a multi-year, multi-million dollar deal, I take notice. Eflin has been very good this year, aside from a, a little bit of a, some missed time with injury. So I'm not interested in fading him, especially when the White Sox are in their worst split, especially when they're still missing Tim Anderson, Yohan Mankata. I could go on and on. If you want to hear the rant that was given to uh, an ESPN radio sports talk radio show about the White Sox, that was about six minutes long. I tweeted that out the other day and it was fantastic. The entire organization is poisoned. The entire way that they go about their business is a failure. If we have to sit through another 15 year retool rebuild, you're just going to hear from me again in 2038. That basically sums up my feeling on the White Sox. But for today, uh, it is a hard pass. If anything, I'm looking at the under in that game because yep. Giolito has been better because Eflin is, uh, sure is. has the White Sox number. So I, I like the under in that game. But as far as picking a side, fading the public or siding with the public, staying away. Okay, fair enough. I, I'm i glad you brought up Giolito because his name has been – I mean, Colin, you remember being on our podcast all of last year. Like, that was one of Zarillo's He was really mean fades. to him. Yeah. <laughs> Really what you mean was really mean to him. was really mean to my boy Giolito all season yeah. last year. Yeah. He's battling COVID. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was not great against the Rays in his last start on April 23rd. Two home runs, 
earned, he did go seven innings, um, 102 pitches, 14 fly ball outs. Um, Charlie, what do you think with uh, the Rays? And, and then I guess the other thing too is the number, uh, it's just a short plus number here on Chicago. So I'm curious if you'd rather lay the juice with Tampa. Yeah, I mean, I think it's Tampa or anything uh, as yeah. far as a side goes. I, it's, it's just at this point, I, I'd rather eat glass than bet on the White Sox for a third straight day. I've, I did it the last two days, and they've gotten and and hurt me both times. Uh, you know, it, it was with uh, Michael Kopech against Blue Jays got blown up, and then last night Dylan Cease got erased by the Rays. I do like Collins under lean. I, I I think I might play that. You can follow me in the app and see if I end up playing that because Eflin has been surprisingly or maybe unsurprisingly extremely solid. Like Collins said, 288 expected ERA, a 224 expected batting average. Giolito, a lot better than usual aside from the one start that I backed him against Pittsburgh a few weeks ago. But I will say, and, and just to kind of wrap up my point because I'm kind of echoing everything Collins said, the best line from that, and you have to go watch this this rant if you haven't watched it. The, the quote: "The Bears needed six months to get eleven games under five hundred. We needed three weeks." About the White Sox, they are embarrassingly bad this far. I don't know if I can bet them, or maybe I need to wait a couple of weeks before things kind of fall down the earth. I mean, they've been through injuries, but the, that lineup is horrendous, and that bullpen and starting rotation is starting to give me nightmares as I continue to bet them and lose money. They feel like my Reds of last year at this point. That's I never ever thought of it that way. Um, I haven't seen this rant that you're talking about, but wow. And I, in particular, when it comes to the Chicago Bears, I know we're a baseball podcast, but their their last win was against the Patriots on Monday Night Football. So, yeah, that bothers me a little bit. But yeah, the White Sox have have one up them. They've actually more than one up them. It's been tough for Colin. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Or Colin, huh? You're right. We get him back on the podcast and we're saying, yep, yeah, let's talk about the White Sox. They're being significantly um, underrated tonight. Baseball betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Only must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from ensuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidence help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Let's go to our favorite underdog plays. Uh, Where's my dog? Uh Uh-huh, there's my dog.
Colin, I'll start with you on this because you've got a fascinating stat on the New York Yankees sitting at plus 170. Can you explain to the folks that you see Yankees plus 170? When's we When have we had a number like this before? Yeah, I saw the Yankees were facing Jacob deGrom today, and I saw that they were plus 170. And in my mind, this was kind of an auto bet because how often are you going to find the Yankees at plus 170 or better? I don't care who they're facing. And so I decided to look using Actions Pro Tools their systems. And I looked at games where the Yankees have been plus 170 underdogs or longer. This is the first time since April of 2019. I believe it was against the Astros. They lost that game outright. However, going back to 2005, so we're talking 17 plus years here, this will only be the 25th time that they have been underdogs of plus 170 or longer, assuming this line closes at 170 or longer they're nine and 15 in the previous 24 games it's actually a positive roi slightly positive roi 8.8 percent return on interest on the yankees if you had bet them every time they have been plus 170 or longer over the last 18 years so the the point is you're not going to get a chance like this very often i know jacob Degrom is jacob Degrom, but the yankees are plus 170 and the yankees are the Yankees. This just seems like one of those very rare instances where you can bet a team as good as the, as the Yankees at this long of odds. Jacob DeGrom is awesome. Clark Schmidt has struggled. I get it. But Schmidt seemed to right the ship a little bit last time out against Toronto. He went five and two thirds, gave up a couple of unearned runs, had one walk, eight strikeouts. And I like Schmidt here to at least keep it close with DeGrom through the first half of the game. And we know DeGrom's not going long. That's kind of the the Yankee side yeah. of the argument here is that even if DeGrom is, throws a perfect game through five innings, he's going to get pulled after five or six innings. And then we turn things over to the bullpen. Texas's bullpen has been a train wreck of late, blew several big leads against Cincinnati over the last couple of days. They obviously lost outright to Garrett Cole and the Yankees last night. Didn't use a lot of key relievers there. I think they threw Jose LeClerc for an inning. Um, but the Yankees have a huge advantage in the bullpen. So I like Schmidt to keep it close. This game's turned over to the bullpen. The Yankees do their thing. Plus 170 or better is insanely good value on a team as strong as the Yankees. And you're right. Burke went two and then LeClerc went one inning for uh the Rangers and the, and the Yankees, Cole went six and two thirds. King was the only guy who had to come out of the pen for them. So you've got talking about bullpen edges. There's a, it's not a great edge, but helpful to say the least. And if DeGrom has a short leash, looking at the first five number, Rangers minus 230, Yankees plus 186. So I think your overall point using that, using that first five line, the, the drop off probably isn't as, as significant as it should be, I, I think is your overall point, right? The fact yes. that they're a plus 170 is, is fantastic. Yes, absolutely. I think that, I mean, there's obviously a reason DeGrom is going to be favored this strongly over sure. Schmidt, but for the full game, the Yankees just have so many other advantages that if, if Schmidt can just keep the Yankees in the ball game with DeGrom until the starters leave the game, then we're, we've got great EV. All right, excellent. Yankees on the money line tonight for Colin. Full game course with uh DeGrom on the mound for the Texas Rangers Charlie your favorite underdog play for the evening yeah I will say the the Yankee game I have no idea what to do and I feel like I'm in a spin zone every time I look the Aaron Judge injury gives me some caution too but Aaron I'm gonna go with the Phillies here on the money line Aaron Nola has been pretty inconsistent this far and 
you know, some people kind of saw it coming after last year. Some people a bit surprised. I think this is a good buy low spot on him. His velocity is down ever so slightly. I don't think it's, <clears throat> I think it's being overstated just how much it's only down a mile an hour on his fastball. His FIP, XFIP, and XERA are all in the low to mid fours, while his, X, while his actual ERA up in that mid five range. So he's going to be due for some positive regression. He's not been as bad as, you know, everyone thinks you, you see all the media, just how bad he's been or quote how bad he's been. It's really just because his strikeout rate has dipped below 20%. And, but he's still, still limiting hard hit rate. He's still getting chases. It's only a matter of time before he kind of falls down to earth. I like the opportunity here against the Astros. Jordan Alvarez probably back in the lineup tonight. But if he misses, that's another 10 cents that gets knocked off this plus 130 price. This Houston offense, you want to fade them early before they get fully healthy. Altuve, Brantley, they're still out. Jordan battling that injury. Who knows how he'll come back. The bottom of the order is pretty bad. So at this point, you want to look to fade them at times. That's what I've been doing throughout the season, just picking my spots. And Framber Valdez, it's a perfect time to fade him. A little buy low, sell high, Nola Valdez. A 2-2-5 ERA, that's hiding some glaring issues and expected ERA near 4-2. He ranks in the bottom 11% of all pitchers in hard hit rate, 50%. So 50% of the ball being put in play is, is, is being hit hard. So that's very concerning for me. The Philadelphia... As far as bats go, they're playing a lot better as of late, and they're in their positive split. We All last year, we talked about how good they are against left-handed pitching. Well, they're better. They're getting the left-handed pitcher tonight, and uh, and and I think they're going to win this game. So plus 130, it's good value for me. I'd back it all the way down to about that plus 120 mark. All righty. Hey, just as an aside, the Phillies have won 5 of 6, 7 of 10. Should I be concerned? about their win total under has this team figured it out to a degree uh, i think they're i think they're pretty much an average ball club i think it was it was only a matter of time before they started hitting well right like we're not going to watch trey turner kyle schwarber jt ramuto nick cassianos all hit like 220 throughout the entire season you know i, I think it, it was only a matter of time before things even out uh they're about a 500 ball club okay yeah you're probably right i mean i was hopefully i was i was hoping they would wait a little longer um yeah. go to memorial day with them really sliding but yeah they they spent some money on guys for sure like turner you only get that with the white Sox. the white Sox is the only team that's sliding under their win total oh. <laughs> it's true hey i i got money on it too i'm right there with everyone else <laughs> oh you you took the white Sox under oh yeah okay that's good. A smart fan, you know. Let's go, 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 White Sox. Chicago's proud of you. All right, let's do uh we had a couple more. You guys have a couple more you want to give out here quickly and then we'll we'll get out of here. So we'll go to Charlie first, then Colin to wrap it up. And I have a one more for the road. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Orioles money line minus 125 to minus 135. Buy a low spot in Grayson Rodriguez. He just threw five shutout against Detroit last time. I think this is a good spot to keep backing him. You're going to get him at a cheap number right now. The Orioles are good, and, and everyone knows that now, and I don't think you got to take them lightly. It's a cheap number here, expect it, especially with Grayson Rodriguez, his ex-FIP and, and FIP around that like mid-three range. So he's underperforming uh, according to what he's actually doing right now. And he's got a 380 BABIP, so he's getting BABIP to death. Uh, he's going to have positive light. He's got incredible stuff. And on the other side, I think this is a good pitch, a good time to fade Eduardo Rodriguez. Last 21 innings, he's given up just one run, including just dominating the Orioles his last time out. But his XFIP's up at 380, and his BABIP is down at 220. So these are like just numbers that show that 
hey, you know, maybe he's due for some negative regression. Yeah, I think so. Baltimore, they're the seventh-ranked offense against left-handed pitching. Uh, and WRC plus Woba and ISO, they're fourth in walk rate, which Rodriguez has had issues in the past. He hasn't this season. But I think that this is one of those cases where you're getting the Orioles at a short favorite number. It should be a little bit longer. We look at this number maybe in a couple of months from now. It's near 140, 150, even on the road. Rodriguez, he's got an 82.6% left on base rate, too. So just completely overperforming all of his average mean numbers. So I like the chances here of Grayson Rodriguez. And then a couple props real quick before I hand it over to Colin. It's Rich Hill day. So I got a couple props to fade Rich Hill. I don't want to bet on the Nationals or Chad Cool, But Lane Thomas has crushed left-handed pitching this year, 417 average. He doesn't hit a lot of extra base hits. But I think it's worth a look here. He, he's in his positive split here. He's going to be a top of the lineup. So he's going to get four to five at-bats. Joey Manesis, over one and a half total bases in four of his last six. Swing a hot bat after a slow start. He, last year against left-handed pitching, he hit 366 with a 676 slugging and expected an extra base hits in nearly 50% of that bat. So I think both those players have good matchups. So I would look toward one of them if you want to fade Rich Hill here. And last, and Rich Hill, he's 6'9 expected year, right? 577 expected slugging. So he's wildly, wildly overperforming right now. It's only a matter of time before he falls down to earth. And then the last one, Byron Buxton, finally hitting better as of late. He's hitting right-handed pitching well, 270 average, a 492 slugging. Seven of his 17 hits have gone for extra bases, including four of his last six. He's gone over one half total bases. He's facing Jordan Lyles. You love to fade Jordan Lyles. 566 expected ERA, 12% barrel rate, 280 expected batting average, 500 expected slugging, bottom 3% in whiffs. Numbers just say fade him. Byron Buxton's the best bat and the most powerful one in this Minnesota lineup. Yeah, you know, watching the Pirates, I know they've had a phenomenal start to the year. I just had a thought there for a second. The likelihood of Mitch Keller and uh, Rich Hill having great nights on back. Now, I realize it's the Nationals, but uh, the likelihood of both of the, the way they both pitched back to back, it's like, really? Like the Pirates are going to just continue to rattle off consecutive victories with both of those guys? On the Mitch Keller's good. Mitch Keller is good. I yeah, like. Making, I don't. I, Brendan, he's he's legit. Like he's he, been a lot better this year for sure. But he, he, he. But even last year there were signs, and then this year he put in the work in the off season. Yeah. I, Mitch Keller is is going to be a darling for us this year with plus money in the Pirates. I'm in my, I'm in my feels right now, having Colin back. I'm just remembering guys that we were kind of getting <laughs> on last year. Let me alone. Is Mitch Keller good? The greatest threat in the history of the internet, locked by the moderator after five thousand pages of. Riveting debate. <laughs> and speaking of fading the public, Pirates are getting a lot of the cash and the tickets tonight uh, against Washington on the road. Rich Hill. He does have a 21.7% harder hit rate for Mitch Keller, just so you guys know. Okay. All right. That's some stuff. Well, the way it's going on the Friday slates, you're going to get Mitch Keller time. You'll have your Mitch Keller segment. Well, actually, no, it's Thursday. Well, maybe if an off day gets worked in, <laughs> you'll have more Mitch Keller time. Um, Down the line. <laughs> For you to unleash and have your your Mitch Keller moments here on Payoff Pitch. Colin's <laughs> got a couple more, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, I'll be real quick. I want to touch on Orioles-Tigers real quick, as Charlie talked about. I considered the Tigers as an underdog play here because I'm a fan of what Eduardo Rodriguez has done, but I just can't do it, especially with the Orioles facing a lefty. I do, however, like the under in this game because I am a believer in Erod's kind of resurgence this year, and g-rod on the other side like charlie said dominated the tigers always looking for opportunities to fade the tigers offense so under seven and a half definitely something i'm going to be looking at there in baltimore detroit 
One of my favorite lines of the day, I considered this for best bet. It's almost like a too good to be true line. Like I, I'm like, what am I missing here? Is the Braves on the money line against the Mets tonight? Max Fried against David Peterson. Freed has been phenomenal this year. The Braves crush left-handed pitching. David Peterson has been terrible. Why the Braves are only minus 140 on the money line, I cannot figure out why. I'm going to be hammering the Braves tonight and be bemoaning myself when that bet somehow doesn't cash because I don't see how it's not going to. That's that's like one of the bigger uh, starting pitching mismatches of the entire day. And the, the Braves, one of the, the World Series favorites, are only minus 140. I don't get it. I don't know if it's New York team uh, steam or, or or what, but yeah, love the Braves tonight. And then I'm betting the Mariners again, that this is uh, just kind of a coin flip game against the Blue Jays. Luis Castillo has been one of my favorite pitchers to back this year. Manoa has been very helter skelter. Never know which version of him you're going to get kind of on a start to tar- start basis, but Castillo is the steady presence there. I like the Mariners on the money line there at minus 105. Also taking a stab at the under there. I think nine is way too high considering you've got an inconsistent starting pitcher on one side of Manoa and you've got an inconsistent offense on the other side in Seattle. So I think if Castillo does his thing and if we get a good version of Manoa, this this total is quite too high. So Mariners on the money line and under nine in Seattle, Toronto. Excellent. Very good. Wait, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't this Mariners, man. I, I, every time I bet them, I feel like they put up two runs and I look at them every time and I don't know what to do. This game, the Yankee game, I like this slate is just trying to mess with me. It's insane. I like, I can't, I, I just, I want to bet the Mariners. Will I bet the Mariners? Maybe I, I probably will now that Collins on it. I, I they just mess they, they, the inconsistency is so it's they'll put up 10 runs one night and one run the next. It's oh, aggravating. Just Charlie, Sorry. just then you know what? Then just don't bet them and vindicate yourself even more watching Will Levis fall in the second round tonight yeah. in, in the draft. And that'll entertain exactly. You. Yeah. Ex- exactly. I was enjoying that the entire day yesterday. Okay. There you go. We're mixing it <laughs> draft talk. Go find Charlie on, on social media. He he nailed the Levis falling or he 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 urged gms to stay away from will levis and they listened to charlie disturco and they listened yeah. to us hopefully you listened carefully here on payoff pitch for today's picks on the slate thanks to colin whitchurch for sliding in on this friday he's our action network senior editor you can find him at actionnetwork.com in the app same goes for charlie i'm brendan glasheen thanks for tuning in we're back on monday we're also here tuesday and friday during the baseball season Thanks for listening to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. See you next week. Look at this crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.